0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Wealth Puzzle, our our just wonderful podcast. And as always, uh, not as, why did I say as always? It is as newly, we have Tana Pennington with us again. <gasps> Hi. Tana, I think, has officially become the new host, and I will be the co-host, and so pretty quickly we'll transition Tana to just doing it with Tony, and then that way I can <laughs> be hanging out at the beach more often.
2: No. That's not going to happen.
1: Mm, that's a good thought. The... um. <laughs> it's cold maybe it's not a good thought it's cold so all right well hey everybody this is like i said mike mansfield tana pennington Uh, this is our podcast the wealth puzzle uh we um we're here at the lind group here in ventura california we focus on retirement income planning We help you organize the efficiency of social security timing, how to distribute assets out of your investment accounts that are tax efficient. We help you figure out your legacy and estate planning. And good golly, that is kind of the uh, topic of today's show is we're going to talk a little bit about some of California's legacy mess. Hey, California, you know how to vote. We're
2: gonna
1: We should let's cut to a commercial right there. I we need the like the cliffhanger, you know? We're like What's that? What does that mean? See being sincere. The suspense. See being sincere. Now we're gonna talk a little bit about prop nineteen, um, which was one of those you took stupid pills when you voted for it kind of thing. <laughs> um and we'll, Although we'll,
2: it was a really close, close count, so. Uh, yeah, well, it's. I think
1: technically it's not official. It's just looking <laughs> looking right. that way. So, so maybe I'll have to. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is what is it when you when you have to resend your comments? We'll have to like we'll have to publish a, a, a re. <laughs> resentment of what i said but hey we're recording this monday november 16th so we always record our podcasts on monday they we get them all edited cleaned up they show up in your box kind of by the end of the week so um a little bit of time gap happens here so a couple funny things are happening today one is moderna just came out with their vaccine data this morning and you know fun fact is Last week Pfizer comes out with vaccine data saying we have a 90% effective rate. And the world shouted hallelujah, right? Woo markets went up, everyone was ecstatic, things are awesome. And then here comes M- moderna, like a you know like a bulldozer or something saying, oh, forget Pfizer. We have almost 95% effective vaccines. Boom, Drop the mic on us. <laughs> so i'm I'm just waiting who comes out next week astro Oh, 96. Right? <clears throat> oh
2: ninety six right I would have got it.
1: Um, yeah, so, I mean, this is pretty fascinating, actually. This is all a part of that Operation Warp Speed that the government had put together uh, since the beginning of coronavirus to try to accelerate these companies to invent, create, uh, surmise magic vaccines to save all of our cabooses. And, you know, so far the data seems really good. These aren't approved yet for widespread use, so this is just good right. information. We still have to get there. Um,
2: they do have 30,000 participants though that are enrolled in getting the the vaccine first would you be one of those me?
1: no it's like that's like saying do you want to be the first in line at the shooting squad <laughs> like like i'm hoping by the time they get to me they ran out of bullets the um the, well, <laughs>
2: no no I, I wouldn't either i was just curious no look everybody's different
1: <clears throat> i i am blessed enough to not fall into a high risk group of people right um, my age, my health history, all of those things imply at least to me individually that I'm okay. You know, I don't work in a hospital. I'm not on the front lines. I'm not a care worker for these people. But if you fall into certain group situations, environments, then obviously there's a massive amount of relevance to this, but Hey, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next six months. Um, You know how they'll be able to roll these vaccines out, how many people will actually be able to get them um, to see, you know, kind of who wants them. I mean, that's been a fascinating part of really politics. Right. Is there's been this big debate in the media of, um, you know, people saying you should get a vaccine then people saying, well, I wouldn't trust the vaccine if it if it came from over there kind of attitude. So we shall see. Any case, that's good news.
2: Um, you yeah, know, that is good. News. Honestly, Progress. big
1: picture. We've been doing a lot of Ronanomics, my magic coined word for things going on in the world. And, um, you know, once again, some pretty interesting things shaping up um, here. Here's some information from the CDC. Anyone ever heard of them? I don't, yes. CDC?
2: I don't know. Probably too much lately.
1: You know, it's just like, well, I'd like to think that's a credible source. Right. So the CDC estimates that for every reported positive COVID-19 test, there are an average of 11 other COVID-19 infections with with a range of 6 to 24. So what they're saying is for every one positive test, there's a boatload of of people that have it that never got tested. So the CDC is saying... This would mean that somewhere between 60 and 250 million people in the U.S. have been infected with COVID-19. They're, they're, it's funny that says this. They're the best guess being 112 million, so 34% of the population. Well, what okay. an interesting fact that is. I mean, for a lot of reasons, right? One is... Um, wow, you know, that's a lot of people. A third of society right. has had COVID-19 and we didn't realize it. But two is, I, I always try to look for positives and things, right? Things that, that give us hope. But, you know, I, I'm not a doomsday prognosticator. And it's amazing that if that is really true per what the CDC is saying, if that is at all accurate or even borderline accurate, even if you go with the lower estimate, you know, then you think about what the mortality rate really is, when you look at all the unfortunate people that have passed away so far this year, um, right. you know, it, as a mortality rate, it, the disease would drop significantly. Which you know, right. then all of a sudden you're saying still terrible, still not good, still highly contagious. If that's true, a third of the population's gotten it. But at sure. the same token, at least the mortality rate of what we perhaps thought it was, ex- gosh, especially in the beginning. I mean, it's fallen quite a bit since you know last February. Right. So that's interesting. Um, That is
2: very interesting.
1: Who wants another fun fact? Here's another fun fact. Ronanomics fun fact number two for Monday. Get people fired up. A study released by uh, MedRxiv discovered no increase in severe COVID-related outcomes for adults living with children. It demonstrated Hmm. a small increase in infections. But without any bad outcomes. In fact, the study demonstrated fewer deaths associated with adults living with children in, at home than a home without children. It's the largest study yet. 35 authors were involved in it and 12 million people were um, inside of the study in England. Wow. Yeah, I I thought when I read that, that one kind of stumped me a little bit, right? Because we're, you know, we're talking about schools and and getting all Yeah. I mean, I was reading, I saw something, actually it was Jim Cramer on CNBC last week said, we got to get the kids vaccinated first because they're the ones killing everybody. No. And then I read this and I'm like, uh, and this is like my true frustration, right? Because now you're saying, uh, you just don't know what to believe, right? I mean, there's just so much data. It gives conflicting stories every which way. I mean, it's totally fascinating. Not fascinating. It's totally disappointing. Uh, Anyways, those are some fun facts. Well,
2: at least in our own study here where I'm witnessing, you know, I've got kids in elementary school. I've got kids in um, middle school, friends of friends, all that good stuff, high school kids that I know. And so far, so good. They have had very... (laughs) very minimal maybe just one or two cases and then they you know obviously quarantined them quickly and made sure that you know whoever they had been in contact with were contacted and also quarantined so it's it seems like you know yeah it's true it's not really among the younger you know the youth yeah no it's
1: interesting it's interesting i'm looking at a sorry I was listening to you. I feel like a jerk, but I was also i was trying <laughs> i was trying to read this chart while you were talking. I am like, yeah, no I worries. Get what she's saying. But yeah, I was reading this this chart. It's a COVID nineteen cases Europe versus the United States, and so it's got all these countries: Belgium, Germany, Spain, France, U K, Italy, United States, and the chart is new COVID cases per one million people, and you know the U S is not the lowest, but it looks like it's the second lowest out of all these European countries. Um, you know, which is okay. interesting You know, in, in our t- current time period, you can see some other countries have right. accelerated up. That's an interesting one. Cause I was reading one last week where it was showing mass mandates and in, in a lot of these places, the France, Belgium, Germany places, mm-hmm. Spain, where they mandated the mass and then how the caseloads were doing since. And honestly, I mean like France, like they did a mass mandate and their case, their cases are up like well over a thousand percent since then. So Hmm. it's, it's a challenge, right? Because I think definitely, well, you know, masks are a very hot topic at least. Right. You know, especially on the political scene and, um, what research I figured out, at least in my own self, once again, I, I hate data right now because I feel like it's easy to find conflicting everything. um, is masks work. The problem is masks aren't working, right? What, what, what kind of brain fart was that? Um,
2: if, well, we're not using the right, right. mask. We're not so that's the trick. If correctly. everybody was
1: really wearing a yeah. medical-grade mask sealed right. on their face correctly and cleaned... <laughs> that was a nice visual. Did you like that? It's a, it, I did that. I did not have a button. I did not play something off of my phone. That was pure Mike Mansfield art created right there that
2: was awesome
1: um and then you cleaned and sanitized it regularly then it would probably be effective the problem is is what do most people do they they the you know between pulling their shirt up and getting their copper fit gator um (laughs) and you know i i i i it's it's, i mean people
2: yeah no people people are touching it all day long yeah face covering is not a
1: mask people so if you're going to really be all about the mask mandate then wear a stinking mask at least, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, we were at. I uh, mean, we were talking about this last week. I don't know. We were at. Um. Where were we? We were at. We were in Old Navy. Um. Which, by the way, didn't feel like a pandemic there because the line was to the back of the store, <laughs> and um. <laughs> it's like, what, isn't everyone supposed to be at home hiding? <laughs> Why, why is right. this place so busy? And so they have all these adorable cute remember, I got all these little girls. So they have all these adorable, just super adorable masks that everybody can buy, right? And you know, my kids are <laughs> over there looking at masks. I Not mean, your outfit. Let me think about it. Remember when it was like fidget spinners? Now we're to masks for kids. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's all the rage. And and it's funny, it's in true. bold print across the top of these masks there's something I said non medical face covering.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: But it's funny because nobody cares. They don't even read the words. Right. They're looking at, oh, look at the pretty print on this. Get it. oh, yeah. It doesn't do anything. Anyways.
2: It's a false sense of protection. Well, and that's
1: protection. the irony is because if that false sense of security is there and then you're not social distancing as much, you're not washing your hands as much. Right. Cause like, I got my mask on. Sure. Except it's not actually a mask. So anyways, you would know if you were wearing a mask because when you peeled it off your face, there'd be a mark. Yeah. <laughs> so note to selves I was in the army once our gas mask didn't just cutely loosely hang on our face
2: (laughs) of course not
1: Uh, yeah that thing was uh, not fun to wear oh I wore a different kind of one when she was in college probably the um no the uh
2: (laughs) I miss those days when we didn't wear them so I'm looking forward to hopefully not having to wear them yeah
1: Anyways, there was a point to this show today. I'm not sure what it was anymore. We, uh, we've, we've. <laughs> hey, regressed. did
2: you watch the SpaceX launch?
1: You know, I didn't watch it. I just saw some parts okay. of it. You know, sure. I was, well, I've
2: got boys at my house, but so they were super you know, excited about this is going to be like
1: it. some, you know.
2: No, they got this under control. I know,
1: but it's still freaky. I mean, every time they launch one of those yeah, things, it's still it's true. well. There's there's so many good historical movies <laughs> on how that didn't turn out well. <laughs> And um True. and so it's uh I have to admit it's um yeah, you know to me it's kind of like lighting a firecracker in your hand waiting to see <laughs> what's going to happen. Um so but it's very cool I mean it's fascinating. But but yeah. this is what the first we'll say commercial level space crew flying around that's just yes. non-governmental. Um it's Correct. weird. I mean yep. this is this is Star Wars.
2: Yeah. Ah it's, uh, it's cool. more like
1: that movie Passengers. That was a wild movie. Did you see that movie? <laughs> Like everything was so grand, you know, they, they got this big grand ship. I want to go on the passenger ship. That was, that was fun. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: like a, like a well, are you gonna, mall
2: Are you going to talk about prop 19? Good. You mentioned that earlier.
1: So, okay, well let's, let's, let's do it down to business. Let's stop wasting everybody's time. Um, prop 19 was a funny one. So, Anybody that voted, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm guilty of looking at all this stuff too. So when you vote and you get your ballot, you know, it, it writes a couple like paragraphs out on the actual ballot that you're filling in, you know, so you can make at least a weak decision on something. And then they give you a book separately in the mail that you can go re-reference and stuff like that. And so when you read the actual ballot, Uh, You know, don't hold me to this, but basically all the ballot said was blah, blah, blah. If you're 55 and older and your house burned down in a fire or you had some other event like that, should you be able to transfer your property tax, your low property tax to another property? And so how would you answer that question, Tana?
2: I would say yes. You'd say no because you're
1: mean and you hate older people and burnt down houses.
2: No. No, no.
1: Okay, so. You would say yes. You'd be like, "Oh, why not?" I, I'm I'm a compassionate human being. I can see some Absolutely. simple rationale in that. So that's what most people read on the ballot, more or less. And most people really voted based on that really short conversation Tana and I just had. And they said, "Oh, that sounds nice. Why? Yeah, why not? I'll vote for that." Um, the funny thing was is that's <laughs> there. There's I don't want to say a uh, propositions are like bait and switch. It's like, there's like, a there's like what it's really about. And then there's some kind of kicker that, that, that tries to entice people to go for it.
2: Um, I think that's a fair statement
1: right and so the problem was all they talked about on the actual ballot was the kicker and the kicker was oh look uh, people if their house burnt down they can transfer their property taxes that seems like a cool deal and everyone says oh that's oh oh, it's like seeing a box of kittens
2: oh yeah it pulls on your heartstrings that's what people yeah will respond to absolutely the
1: problem is what was the actual proposition about Dum dum, dum. This is why I, I just am not a fan of politics because I feel like everything is this just nothing is straightforward. Nothing is, you know, yeah. you know, everything's a song and dance. It's I confusing. mean, even these cor- coronavirus bills they're passing, they put what they call the pork belly or pork fat or pork loins or whatever it is in there, you know, and they'll be like, hey, we need to pass money to help small businesses. But, oh, by the way, let's uh let's throw in 30 billion to save humpback whales. We'll do 45 <laughs> billion to see if we can, you know, put a rainbow on Antarctica and. <laughs>
2: That was a good visual too. Yeah,
1: I, you know, I mean, it'd be fantastic. But you know, but they put these things that have nothing to do with the issue in there yeah, right. to 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 try to sneak things past, right? Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what it was. You know, the last one they were they're trying to you know fund PBS or something, and you're like, that's nice. Or I don't, I don't hold me to that, but it was something like that, and you're just like, what's that got to do with coronavirus? <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. crisis payments for people that are hurting. Anyway, sure. so prop 19, what prop 19 really do. So there's a fascinating thing. Now there's obviously there's, there's layers to this train wreck, at least in my opinion. So we talked about it already earlier this year. We did a webinar that we sent out where we we're talking about, you know, proposals, tax proposals. So um, Biden as a part of his tax proposals, which honestly at this point, it appears Biden's going to be the president. And you know The debate is, can he pass his tax legislation or not? But one of the things that Biden had proposed in his tax legislation was getting rid of stepped-up basis. What is stepped-up basis? Stepped-up basis is Tana's dad bought a house for $50,000. That's not true, but I'm using him as an example. Tana's dad's house is now worth a million dollars. If Tana's dad was to die... Tana would inherit his house and her siblings she should say unfortunately right cuz Tana wants the whole thing. No,
2: I love my um, siblings. Tana sim- and her
1: siblings would inherit the house completely tax free. Um it's called stepped up basis. Biden is proposing getting rid of that. So that way if her Tana's dad dies Taxes are due at his death and in that situation of what I described it probably have somewhere between a I don't know what a three and four hundred thousand dollar tax that never existed before lucky wow. lucky Tana and lucky that's a lucky Tana's inheritance and lucky Tana's four kids and lucky everybody so anyways that's kind of part one before we get to prop 19 was it is likely that these legacy assets you were planning on leaving your children just got hosed and they're going to get taxed pretty hard. It's looking very likely if, if they pass the things they ran on. Right. Anyways, part two, prop 19. There's something in Ventura County that says that a parent, there's what's called a parent child exclusion where a parent can give the child their house and the child can keep their property tax base in it. So if Tana's dad paid 50 grand for that house and yeah, I don't know, you know, I mean, Taxes grow over time, so math is math. But let's just say his, you know, his his taxes were two thousand dollars. Once again, this isn't accurate to the situation. I'm just making a fake example. Let's say his property taxes were two thousand dollars. When he dies, Tana and her siblings they could inherit the house currently and keep paying that two thousand dollars. Prop nineteen says, <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> what happens is is if Tana and her siblings inherit this house and they're not going to live in it as a primary residence, which I don't think Tana wants to live with her four siblings in the dad's house no. together. That would be awkward.
2: Definitely not. Um,
1: then they're going to reassess the property taxes on a million dollar house. All of a sudden it's now goes from 2000 in taxes to, I don't know, eleven, twelve thousand $12,000 in taxes. So there's no more parent child exclusion of property taxes. So all of you people that were planning on inheriting your parents' rental property, your parents' house, I deal with this stuff all the time where people are, are you know, retaining assets from their parents in real estate. Unless you're gonna live in the parents' house, so it's gonna become your own primary residence, your property taxes are getting reassessed to fair market value um the other thing too is if you're one of these lucky folks that has a house down in the keys or up on the hill and it's worth over a million million dollars the exclusion if you're going to make it your primary residence only applies to the first million so if there's a million and a half dollar property you inherit and it's going to be your primary property so you don't don't get this increase in taxes they're still going to increase it on whatever is appraised over a million dollars so right. I am bamboozled by this because this is kind of like the the Rocky Balboa, you know, punching the gut, punching the face deal. Um, right. If the government Ouch. taxes gets rid of stepped up basis, you are going to get hammered on your taxes. Number one. And then on top of it, if you're one of these people that was thinking, oh, my gosh, I can turn, you know, I don't have a pension because remember, life is different for a lot of people. A lot of people were looking at mom and dad's assets as saying, hey, when we finally inherit mom's house, I could turn it into a rental property and maybe then I can possibly retire. But right. um, But now they're going to reassess the property taxes if you hang on to this property. Uh, It's, you know, oh, going back to stepped up basis. You know, normally you pay taxes when you sell something, right? Mm-hmm. Not in this situation. When Tana's dad dies, the taxes are due whether the house is sold or not.
2: Wow! Yeah, That's so painful. now you and
1: your siblings got to come up with this potentially fat wow. tax bill. And then on top of it, while you're trying to come up with that, the the county's going to be like, hot dog, you owe us way more tax money too for property taxes. So I was really uh, fascinated by this Prop 19 thing because once again I I just feel like it was such an utter bait and switch when you read it the proposition yeah. in on the ballot it really focused yeah. on the the kicker which was well uh, this this thing over here look at 55 and older people if their house burns down kind of stuff they can keep their property taxes somewhere else
2: yeah, I think that's pretty sneaky. But they made
1: that the focus when really the focus was trying to repeal the parent-child property tax exclusion. That's what the bill was right. really all about, and it's all about you know generating revenue. And obviously, uh, you know that's good and great. But I I think what's challenging is when you dupe people into stuff. And two is, you know, there's no there's no like legacy of this. You know, I mean, if you said, hey. Uh, You know, let's apply this for, you know, I, you know, normally like you could see certain governmental laws that get grandfathered in. Hey, we're going to change social security, but we're only going to change it for people under the age of 45, you know, or something like that, where, where, where the, the people that were so close to obtaining this,
2: yeah, that's a good point, you know,
1: aren't just totally out of the woods, um, or out of luck. And, um, you know, so it's it's a fascinating thing. But I just that was something I wanted to highlight today that I thought was interesting and concerning. Yeah, um absolutely. obviously the step to basis component is yet to be said. We'll see how that plays out. We'll obviously keep everybody informed. But it appears that unless you're gonna go live in mommy and daddy's house when they die, you ain't keeping their property taxes.
2: Yeah. No, good point. Which has
1: only been like that for like sixty years or something. Hmm so, hey, if you were planning on that, good news, you don't have to plan on that anymore.
2: <laughs> that's a way to be well, positive. hey,
1: I, I'm a positive kind of guy. <laughs> I, you, know, you don't have to waste your time trying to figure out how to prove to them anything. <laughs> You're just going to get reassessed. It's simple.
2: Right. Uh, plan for it.
1: Crazy times. So, that's that. How's Medicare open enrollment going, Tana?
2: Good. We're in the thick of it, but... You know, things are going smooth. We're just reviewing everyone's prescription drug plans right now. You can save up to 400, possibly even more, Ooh. per year if you just reevaluate and make sure you're in the right prescription drug plan. Nice. And then also switching, you know, Medicare Advantage plans. Maybe you're not happy with the current one. Um, they all, um, you know, offer different benefits, some extras here and there. So it's really important to work with somebody that knows the plans very well. Okay. and you can make that switch up until till uh, December 7th.
1: When when does um when is open enrollment for Obamacare?
2: So that's already going on right now okay. too.
1: Is it But is then that also your your plan, in December or like how long do you have to get into an Obamacare policy?
2: Yeah, so that ends December 15th and so you'll your plan won't start till January 1st. Mm. Huh? Yeah.
1: It was very climactic.
2: So busy, busy time of year right now. Everybody's trying uh, to make some pretty big decisions. Well,
1: yeah. And, you know, the, there's a there's a lot going on. I mean, one of the things I would say, too, that this is always fun for us, is like um, tax software for current year is finally available as of last week. So like our tax guy here, Connor okay. Sharon, he finally has access to the official calculating 2020 tax stuff and so there's <clears throat> certain things that you can only do inside of the tax year so if anybody has any tax questions i would encourage you to very promptly reach out to our office to connor yes. and start surmising tax stuff because if you need to make charitable contributions if you got to buy a car if you got to do something creative right. that can only be done inside the calendar year guess what we're on the clock man you got six weeks Time and it's over now. Speaking of which, Connor and I should be putting out a little tax webinar hopefully this week. So, everybody keep your eyes peeled on it. Now, ironically, if this doesn't come out to the end of the week, it might have already come out. So, anyways. Hey, that's kind of it for now. We appreciate everybody. Tana, as always, I appreciate you coming here, being a sounder mind for all of us. For all two of us. Thank you. The um. I don't know. It was all of us. I don't know. But if you guys have any questions, thoughts, concerns, if you need help with your retirement income planning, please give our office a call. 805-500-7035. The one thing I would say is Tana, myself, our whole team, we all have a passion for what we do. We really do like helping people. We really do like organizing this stuff and getting it done correctly. So uh, we have a good team here and we're ready to help you. 805-500-7035. Everybody have a great rest of your week.
0: Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805 500 7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com.